Good morning and happy Monday. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Monday, July 24th, and today we were reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 73 and the chapter Into Action. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Wendy M., Meg F., Becky K., and Maggie S. So the reference numbers for yesterday's 5th anniversary special edition, 10191. That's 10191. And for this morning's 7 a.m. Eastern Time Vision for You meeting is 10192. That's 10192. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I am now going to ask for Becky Kay to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Becky. Thank you, Amy. This is Becky Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Maryland. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out. And finally, step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you. Thank you so much, Becky. I will now ask for Maggie S. to go ahead and read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Maggie. Good morning. This is Maggie S. from Springwater, New York, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless. I'm sorry, the 12 traditions. Sorry about that. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, now i got to find them. So I'm so sorry. Here we go. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 
Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of films, press, radio, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service. Thank you so much, Maggie. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions of recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify, please, as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we will resume our study in the big book of alcohol. Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Into Action at the bottom of page 73, and I'm going to ask Wendy M. to get us started. Go ahead, Wendy. Yes, good morning. Wendy M. recovered in Colorado. Hope everyone's great this morning. So here we go. We must be entirely honest with somebody if we expect to live long or happily in this world. Rightly and naturally, we think well before we choose the person or persons with whom to take this intimate and confidential step. Those of us belonging to a religious denomination which requires confession must and, of course, will want to go to the properly appointed authority whose duty it is to receive it. Though we have no religious connection, we may still do well to talk with someone ordained by an established religion. We often find such a person quick to see and understand our problem. Of course, we sometimes encounter people who do not understand alcoholics. If we cannot or would rather not do this, we search our acquaintances for a close-mouthed understanding friend. Perhaps our doctor or psychologist will be the person. It may be one of our own family, but we cannot disclose anything to our wives or our parents which will hurt them and make them unhappy. We have no right to save our own skin at another person's expense. Such parts of our story we, t- we tell to someone who will understand, yet be unaffected. The rule is we must be hard on ourselves, but always considerate of others. Notwithstanding the great necessity for discussing ourselves with someone, it may be one It may be one is so situated that there is no suitable person available. If that is so, the step may be postponed. Only, however, if we hold ourselves in complete readiness to go through with it at the first opportunity. We made this this because we are very anxious that we talk to the right person. It is important that we be able to keep a confidence that he fully understand and approve what we are driving at, that he will not try to change our plan, but we must not use this as a mere excuse to postpone. So again, Wendy uh, M. Colorado recovered, and 
Ooh, there's a lot going on here. Um, so the first thing um, I want to say is I actually looked forward to doing my fifth steps. Um, I've probably done, I don't know, four or five over the last 16 years. And um, I found it incredibly freeing, incredibly uh, releasing. Um, and, and yet, as I got more and more recovered, I found that my fifth steps were more and more honest because we don't know what we don't know. And um, the last one I did was incredible. And I found that, you know, I'd share something that I've never shared with anyone. And I just wept. And it was just so um, confirming that I was on the right path. And it was such a relief. Um, I also found that when I received um, the fifth step, it's also freedom for me. Um, and such an honor, too, that someone would, you know, confide their secrets um, with me. So um, so I just want to start with that. The other word, entirely honest, not a little bit honest, but entirely. And I love, too, with somebody, you know, and that's the power of this program. Um, the power is just to tell one other human being the truth. Um, and I find that when I keep it to myself, um, I, it doesn't have that release. It doesn't have that freedom, and it doesn't have the ability to unblock me because my my disease is in my head, right? And it speaks my language, and it sounds like me, so it sounds right. And then I pick up the phone and I call one of you, um, and I tell you the truth. I tell you my secrets, and I get unblocked. Um, and it's an unbelievable moment. Um, and all it takes is just one other human being. It almost could be anyone, quite frankly. Um, but the fact that it's somebody that I trust is um, is incredible. Um, and and then the other thing I was going to say is that, you know, like almost everybody in the line, I've been lying to myself, right? Um, and I hadn't been honest with myself. And I kept secrets from the beginning, especially food secrets, um, you know, in the dark, in the kitchen, standing with the kitchen, with the refrigerator light on, eating and eating and eating um, late at night. You know, and I thought it was a big secret because the lights were off. Well, what's happened here with this program is the lights are now on. And as somebody said in a past meeting, this is not about my feelings. These are my facts. This is what happened. This is life on life's terms. And I'm an addict, and I do not want to tell you life on life's terms. I don't want to tell you a fact. I want to tell you a feeling. But that's not going to free me up. My inventory is what's going to free me up. And the fact that I'm telling another human being in particular is going to free me up. Um, and lately, I'll just share with this at the end here. Um, oh, a couple things. So, you know, I'm eager to tell someone because it'll make me feel good, right? The other day, I, was, I wanted to be honest with a young boy. I wanted to share my amends with him. And someone picked up the phone, called me and said, no, this is not about you feeling better, this is not about you putting it on him. How awkward. He's 13 years old. He doesn't need to hear this. And the real amends was just being kind to this person. It wasn't about me spewing um, my, quote, truth to him. And I love this program because God intervened and somebody calls me and somebody shows me how to do this, this program. Um, and lastly, I, one thing I noticed in my writing this morning, I haven't been teachable. I haven't been willing. I haven't been willing to do it um, somebody else's way, um, you know, and I was in the beginning. And, you know, I, I can rest on my laurels. I look great. You know, I stopped taking direction. And what a freeing thing it is to tell all of you um, that that's my truth, that I, I you know, I got not sloppy, but kind of on my own, just Wendy's show, you know, and it's so freeing just to say, haven't been teachable, haven't been willing, haven't been willing to lay, lay aside, you know, um, something else that's not me. Because you know what, you can be abstinent in this program and still be in self when, when you forget, when I forget. And then I get to tell someone that truth and then I get freedom. Thank you, God. And I didn't even know that was happening. God showed me this morning. So thank you so much for letting me share it. And I pass. Thank you so much, Meg. Okay, so who would like to share on what was read? Gina R. Ginger C. Kathleen O. 
Lena R, Ginger C, Kathleen O, Judy P, Judy P, Beth C, Beth C, Reggie Charles D, Reggie O, Charles D, Lori P. Oh, all right, Lori P. Anybody else? All right, we've got a great group going here. Gina R., Ginger C., Kathleen O., Judy P., Beth C., Reggie O., Charles D., and Lori P. And I hear some lovely wind chimes in the background, but if you could please mute, that would be awesome. Okay, Gina R., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Gina, press star one, please. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Colorado, soon to be Arizona. Oh, my goodness. I am so glad that we are on this um, particular um, passage. Um, Several weeks ago, my house was broken into, and several things were stolen, including my bag that I have all of my spiritual stuff in it, in there. And it was my, my four step, my, um, all the notes that I take every day, all of the names that I write down of people. Oh, and wow. this mo- morning, um, and I thought about this several times and God has showed me many, many beautiful things about this, but I had forgotten about a really significant part of my fifth step. And I just, I'm so feeling so blessed right now. And I took my fifth step with my um, sponsor who was here and I am in Colorado. She's in Minnesota and we did it on the phone. Um, But it was well orchestrated. I had um, lit a candle that day on my end and she did the same thing on her end. And at one point during the, um, uh, when I was giving her my, my story and my fifth step, I was talking about, Um, my mom and my stepdad and as I was talking there was this really loud pop and crack and I had to stop and she even heard it on the phone and she said are you okay and I said I don't know I need to look around and what had happened is the candle that I had lit was a was a very slender they call them Russian taper candles and it had somehow flipped around and it was the the flame was hitting a vase that I had held that was my parents and that flame cracked that vase and it happened right when I was talking about them in a very poignant point part of my story so I count that as a spiritual experience in in this walk for me and I just wanted to tell people that this can be a freeing experience, but in my situation, I had an actual spiritual experience. I really felt and I knew and I know to the core of my being now that they were there. I believe that there are, uh, there's a spiritual dimension that I can't see with my natural eyes. And I just felt so um, lovingly cared for, even though I was talking about a very tough thing about them that I was working through. So with that, I'm just really glad that I, I continue to dial in, suit up, show up, put my um, big book open, and um, keep doing this deal because it, it is amazing and miraculous what can happen to us um, when we just simply follow the instructions. And I'm going to go write this story down again in my new batch of um, notebooks and inside my big book, and hopefully I'll be able to keep it with me for all the remaining of my days. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Gina R. Ginger C., it is your turn. Hi, good morning, Amy. Thank you so much for your service. And hello to everyone on the line this morning. It's Ginger C., recovered in Colorado, um, compulsive overeater. So I love this very first sentence that was read this morning. And it says, we must be entirely Entirely is absolutely, completely, totally, wholly, utterly honest, 
with somebody if we expect to live long or happily in this world. Rightly and naturally, we think well before we choose the person or persons with whom to take this intimate and confidential step. And um, that was one of my greatest beginnings. First of all and foremost, thank God I finally got to the surrendered state that I did around this food addiction. I was so beaten down and I was so out of ideas and I was so willing to go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. And when I was sitting in Virginia Beach, one of the speakers started to talk about the four impediments to God. And isn't that exactly our problem? I lack power, and the only defense I have from picking up that next bite is power in between me and that bite. And so he started to discuss these four impediments to God, and the second one was a secret you are not willing to tell. And I knew right then and there I had to get down and dirty. Just like it says at the bottom, you know, the rule is we must be hard on ourselves. Absolutely. I lie, cheat, and steal. I'm an addict. And I wanted freedom. And the only way to do that was to get unblocked. And I was so blocked with some of these secrets that I was not willing to share. So I'm so grateful for this higher power because I always heard in my other 12-step room that women work with men, women and men work with men. And I really went outside the line by asking a man to sponsor me. But I am so grateful because I was able to share. I knew I had relationship issues around women because of my mother. And I knew I had to get honest. I knew I had to share everything completely and clearly and get it out. Because that stuff is what's down deep. That's the stuff underneath, this currency below that is causing me to relapse over and over. Just like I shared yesterday, it's that resentment with my mother. No wonder I kept eating over and over it. It wasn't, I wasn't free. It was still dominating and ruling. And so I'm just so grateful again that I did ask this person because I was guided so beautifully. And it was most importantly with this higher power directing the whole entire show. But I didn't have any secrets, you know, and that's why we get to do this 10 steps and, and to continue to see these parts because honesty is so important, this integrity, it's always about that piece. And it's so vital to my program today and I'm just so grateful that I am being hard on myself and that I am a day at a time just continuing to dig and to go deeper and to unveil whatever God wants me to see and to work with it. And we're so fortunate. We have clear-cut directions. It's so simple. You just wash, rinse, repeat. And you start a new day and you have this daily reprieve. But you keep that, that conduit pipe clean and clear to God. Because you don't know how God's going to work you. And I'll just wrap it up really quickly. Yesterday I had such an amazing experience because my line was open to this higher power. I was in the hospital sharing at 9 o'clock in another meeting being a speaker and I was in the hospital that I work in. And I just had this feeling my coworker got laid off and had sent me an email the day before. And I wanted to go home. I was tired. I'd been up early with vision and then at this next meeting. But I felt God's presence in me and I felt God telling me, go up to your floor and go check in with her. And she's a chaplain. And she hears so much pain because she's in our dying ward with our dying patients and their families that are at the most vulnerable, hard place. The homeostasis has been so thrown off because of the death. And I arrived to her, and she just bawled. And we got to hold each other, embrace each other, and I got to do God's work. But it's only if I'm staying fit spiritually that I get to do this work. And what an honor. So I'm so grateful again. Thank God I'm out of the food. Thank you, God, for vision. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. Kathleen O., it's your turn. Thank you, Amy. Good morning. This is Kathleen O., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And, you know, this process, this is the part of the process which does unblock us from the sunlight of the spirit. And there's tremendous freedom. There was tremendous freedom for me in doing this step. Um, It took a lot of weight off my shoulders and took a ton of weight off between my ears. And, you know, there's a line in here, if, if that is so, the step may be postponed. Well, we don't really need to do that. I mean, this was written, this book was written a long time ago. And, and today, you know, it's very easy to do this step. I mean, most people, I think, do it with their step guide or their sponsor. 
And when the first time I actually did a few of these <laughs> and the first time I was in a different program and, and it wasn't, there wasn't this urgency and, um, and that, that line, we must be entirely honest with someone. Well, that was sort of skipped over. And so I told part of my um, secrets. And, you know, that saying that we are as sick as our secrets um, is, so, is so true. Um, and um, so anyway, I did, I did, you know, a partial inventory, and it felt good. And, and you know, and I, I stayed abstinent. I was um, really into being abstinent and liking how it was making me feel. And, and then um, I did this process again, and I was a little more thorough. And um, I met with a sponsor in a park and, um, and really, you know, did a lot. And then I did a, another process where I got the entirely thing where I had to put everything on the, on the table and do, you know, list all my secrets. Um, and, and that was where I really got the freedom. And, you know, as a person who's taken many fifth steps, um, you know, the good news is, I don't hear anything that I haven't heard before. Um, when I gave mine, I, you know, anything on my list wasn't anything that that person had heard before, had not heard before. And, and, and also, I don't know if, if other people are like this, but when I take fifth steps, you know, if you, if you paid me to tell you what they had said, I wouldn't be able to because, um, you know, it's not about that. It's like I don't remember, I don't remember half of what people tell me. And um, so it's it's just nice to be able to do that with with someone that you can trust. And um, you know when I when I first you know heard the I think it's the one well it's one of the promises we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Well, prior to doing this work, I did want I did regret the past and I wanted to shut the door on it. And and then I heard that those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. And um, so it was very freeing to just finally get this and really do it entirely and really be honest about it. You know, I took, I took a long time to write this real thorough fourth step, and it took a while to, to give it away and, um, you know, to do the fifth step. And, um, but it, it really is so where the freedom comes. And, um, and I don't regret the past anymore. You know, I've learned from it. And, and, I, and I know by not regretting it, I don't have to repeat those mistakes again. And that's a true gift. Thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Kathleen O. Judy P., you're up. Did you say Judy? I did. Oh, hi. Yeah, you know, this whole unmuting thing always rattles me. Hi, mm -hmm. um, Amy, and thanks for your service. Judy, compulsive overeater from central New Jersey. And, um, you know, I have been blessed that every fourth step I've given away, I really did trust my sponsor. And I remember my first fourth step I did many moons ago, um, and oh my God, some of this stuff I had to share, it was just to me disgusting. And you know what? It was disgusting. And my sponsor said to me, you know, Judy, she said, if I haven't done it, trust me, I've thought about doing it. And that just helped. And, you know, I was able to share everything with her. Never judge me. That was face to face. Um, a few, I, and I've done more than one over the years. I've, I've done several. And, you know, each time they're kind of like a point in time also of what's going on. And um, and it's where I can start to see a current theme that maybe doesn't come out in a review, but I start seeing, oh, yeah, this is coming up quite a bit. Um, this time I had to share something. I don't know. I don't know if I ever shared it with anybody, but it was bothering me, and I was terrified to share it with my sponsor terrified, but I knew I had to, and I did, and she was just kind of, uh, I forgot to start my time, sorry about that. Um, I've got you. Okay, thanks. And, um, you know, it was the most strange thing I'd ever done, and it was such a deep secret, and, you know, I can't regret the past, because i got to remember what I do in my disease, and, and this is all behavior of a person who is a compulsive overeater. And some of those things I did after recovery in a relapse. And, um, you know, there's always, I always say, you know, there's always a higher weight. There's a higher weight to the number that it's the pound that will be before I die. And there's always a lower low of even more demoral, demoralizing behavior that I swore I'd never do in my life. 
and that's what every relapse had brought me um, to behaviors I swear I'd never do. And the other thing that it talked about on here was, you know, I can't do this or say to somebody just to ease my conscience. And I had one thing I really wanted to tell my husband. So I wanted my conscience eased. And you know what? It wasn't happening. And uh, to injure them or others. And, you know, something I've had to live with, um, God forgave me. I did my amends how I could as a living amends. But, um, you know, and I will tell you, like they say, you'll always hear your story. And I, I had recently taken a fourth step from somebody was something I only shared once ever, and it was something I was grateful I never had to share again. And I could hear her struggling, and it was that very thing. And I said, I understand. I was there. And um, very powerful. So, so grateful for this program. I love OA. I love the OA Fellowship. And um, I'm just very happy to be here, and I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Judy P. Beth C., it's your turn. Beth, press star one. Okay, maybe we lost Beth. Reggie O., would you like to go ahead? Yes, it takes me a little while to get unmuted here. No Um, problem. Thank you, Amy, and uh, thank you for your service and everybody on the phone this morning. It's Reggie O, and uh, very grateful to recover in the greater Los Angeles area. And, um, boy, what a powerful. This was just really, really powerful, you know, in the first, well, the first sentence, you know, entirely honest, and it reminded just, of course, thought of, you know, entirely abstinent. You know, that's one, two, two things that I that are really uh, seem to be focused on in our program. You know, entire the word entire, entire abstinence, entire honesty, and you know, I I think that entire abstinence actually allows me to be entirely honest, helps me to be entirely honest, and. Um, you know, I've gone through a lot of. Uh, I've, I've done through this. I've gone through the steps several, se- several times over the course of the years since I started program in '85, and I went through them in another. Pro- I went through them in another program about five years ago, and um, and you know the truth. Somebody talked about this earlier, but honesty and truth has really grown and evolved for me since the first time. You know, since I came into program, it's the first time I did these steps. And uh, and it's really you know it's really amazing to to look at that and um, and then you know going to I have to be honest with myself before I can be honest with someone else and to the degree that I am honest with myself is you know the degree that I can be honest with someone else and um, I was thinking also about secrets and I too heard early in program you know we're only as sick as our secrets and there are I find that. You know, there's a there's a big difference between secrets and privacy, and some people are more private than others. But privacy is not about I'm hiding something that I don't want anyone to know about me. You know, and I think that's what a secret is: is there's something I'm, you know, something I'm ashamed about that I don't want anyone else to know. And it's that the the shame I think that live with secrets that um, that is so uh, that is so damaging and really damaging. And I know, you know, for me, my shame came from had a lot of shame, you know, as I went in my time through the steps sometimes. But, um, you know, it was shame both at what things I had done and things that had been done to me, which was interesting. You know, there was this real strange shame that uh, what would people think about me if they knew that I had been treated this way, right? And or I let this happen to me, et cetera, et cetera. It's amazing how distorted, you know, that our thinking is, and this just helps it, you know, it just helps get it out on paper. And talking to someone, you know, I I had, had I too had had women sponsors for my entire career and program until the last two people who took me through the steps, they were both men. And it wasn't that I planned it, it was just like, it. that was what resonated for me. I really got that they were the right people to take me through the steps, you know, and, and, and it was and it was true, and I'm grateful for that. But I, I also felt like, you know, a real resonance with them and the things they had shared, and uh, was that was that a timer, Amy? Uh, yep, actually. Okay. It was. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have so much more to say, but I guess I'll stop there. Thank you. Thank you, Reggie. Okay, Charles D. It's your turn. 
Yes, hi, um, this is Charles from from Oregon, recovered. Um, thank you for um, allowing me to share this morning. I'm uh, really happy to talk about the step five process and um, I've taken two of them and each of them have been major um, shifts in my in my program and, and in my life and about how I feel about myself and, and others too. I had to trust someone and I, I had to trust myself and um, it's kind of like um, learning how to um, dive for the first time off of off of a diving board or um, anyway I had a I had a lot I needed to share or wanted to share well I didn't want to share but I needed to share but I, I felt like it was going to be an important part of the program so I was willing to do that and of course uh, both of both the fifth steps were I was quite nervous going into into it um, having you know a lot of things that I was ashamed of and and uh, had never told anyone and so that was um, that was really uh, a wonderful experience to to be able to un unload that and to really give that away and 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 also the response of the my sponsors um, they 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 accepted it, uh, you know, without without problem, with understanding, and actually they shared some of the things, similar sort of things that they had gone through, so that that really helped. And um, it's a whole process of really be, becoming honest, and that's what this program has given me. I I, I didn't know that honesty was so important uh, to really let people know what what's what. What is really going on with me, and let myself know what's really going on with me. And so I'm, uh, I'm learning to be honest for the first time, and and really valuing that, um, because I'm even just practicing with other people uh, who aren't even in the program now of, of being more honest. Uh, and then when I talk to other program people, I I find myself just just hey, well, why don't I share that share that. Um, just this week, I had uh, an interest in sharing about this interaction I had with my wife that really opened up a whole area of honesty with my wife that I never, I, I buried because of just feeling so bad about why I have these thoughts. I didn't want to have these thoughts because I, I didn't like, I didn't, um, I felt shameful about them, like a person who's recovered shouldn't be thinking this way well that's um yeah that's a judgment and and i know it's it's probably um there's some truth in that that it's a, there are better ways to think but i was thinking them and i wasn't i wasn't letting anyone else know that i was thinking them so honesty is just something a great gift of the program and um i i really so i um honored to be a part of a whole recovery that uh, of people that are doing the same thing and, and being that honest. Thank you very much. Thank you, Charles. Lori P. It's your turn. Oh, thank you so much. This is Lori P. I'm compulsive overeater. And it's funny because I haven't it hasn't been that long since I, I did my fifth step, and so rereading this is really helpful. And a few things in it I really liked was um, when it says we say this because we're very anxious to talk to the right person. When I saw that this time, I realized that um, there's kind of a dangerous spot right after doing that and writing all those things down and not having had, you know, my sponsor was very good about helping me see things in the context of, of a person with this disease as opposed to just guilt and shame ridden had I just sat with it myself. So I see that um, a state of anxiety might ensue after having done the four and, and that's very good to know um, for me in case I move forward is not to, not to let a person wait in that. And I also like, um, I was thinking just last night about step 12 about these principles and all of our affairs. And, I'm, and I was like, well, why didn't they just write, we carry these steps? And I see that there's so many more principles than there are steps. And one of the principles 
I like and and haven't mastered is we have no right to save our own skin at another person's expense. Um, that to me is, is I'm certainly going to just feel a life law, one that I don't carry into all my affairs <laughs> at this point. And so uh, I'll remember that. And a third thing that was really interesting to me was um, uh, I think about that he must fully understand and approve of what we're driving at, that he will not try to change our plan. That reminds me of somebody going through with like a major, major crime or suicide or something that they aren't going to try to change our plan. But I recall vividly talking with a friend and just saying, you know, I'm really struggling, you know, with this work situation at work and, and I have to pray I have to pray for them. I have to say the the change needs bless them and she was like, What? And so so a person like that is not going to assist me in my recovery, not that I asked her to. But I think it is very important for me to realize that some people are not going to fully understand and they aren't going to approve of what I'm driving at, not through any fault of their own. Um, just as it says a few paragraphs before, we sometimes encounter people who don't understand alcoholics. And so that's important for me to know that not everybody is on board with this. You know, not everybody is going to see what I'm driving at and that I'm trying to get well. I'm not um, trying to get revenge. I'm not trying to exert myself well. I'm not trying to, to play uh-huh. God anymore. Thank you so much. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lori. Okay. We have time for some more shares. Who would like to share on what was read? And Beth, Katie. if you're there. Larry Katie. Becky Katie. Okay. Beth C. All right, there we go. Brittany. There's Beth. Okay, so Sherry, KB, I got Becky. Brittany. Marcia. Uh, Brittany, I didn't get your last initial. M. Brittany M. Hello? Who was that? Who, who was that? Leah D. Oh, Leah D. Okay. Uh, I've got Beth C., Sherry KB, Becky K., Brittany M., and Leah D. Marcia D.? And Marsha, let's hold it that. I'm not sure we'll get everybody. Marsha D, was it? Okay. So we're going to go ahead with Beth C. Glad to have you back, Beth. Go ahead. Thank you so much. Beth C from Northern California. Um, I'm sorry that I was on mute uh, when I was called the first time and I didn't realize it. I have listened to many Vision for You meetings, but this is my first one to call in. It was suggested to me by um, someone, thank you, by someone at a meeting I attended um, last Friday, and I'm enjoying so much being here live with you um, this morning. Um, This reading um, was um, a very important reading, I think, to remind, especially um, those of us who have been um, through Step 4 many times and have given our Step 5, that sometimes we kind of forget how important it was and how it instilled a feeling of peace in us when we uh, completed it. I have completed step five on a number of uh, occasions and have also heard others step fives, but it always is kind of a miracle to me um, that um, we share our innermost secrets and um, someone listens with understanding and we know that uh, we are also meeting understanding with our higher power. It's important for me right now, I am without a sponsor. My sponsor that I had for several years um, found that she no longer could sponsor, and I've been procrastinating getting another sponsor, and I know that that has really hurt me and my program, so I'm inspired this morning to get another sponsor. Um, I need that very much right now, even though I've been in the program for a number of years, um, not having a sponsor is um, not a good thing. So I appreciate everyone's shares this morning. I am so grateful for this program, and I feel that I need to um, jump back in with vigor. So I thank you for listening to me this morning. I'll pass. Thank you, Beth. Um, and we're going to do Sherry, KB, Becky, and Brittany. Hopefully we can get those in. Leah D. and Marsha D., I'm sorry. I'm, I have a feeling we're not going to be able to get to you. Um, 
But let's go ahead, Sherry KB. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Grateful you covered compulsive every year. Thank you for your service. I'm going to try to say this quickly so we can get more people in. Um, awesome. You know, here we're asking to be entirely honest. Uh, there's a lot about understanding in this in these paragraphs about we need to. This is an intimate, <clears throat> excuse me, and confidential step, and that we need to have somebody who's, who understands our problem, a closed mouth understanding friend, uh, someone to tell who will understand and be unaffected, and always considerate of others, and um, to we hold ourselves in complete readiness, and we need to talk to the right person. And it's so important that we talk to someone who will keep our confidence and um, that they understand and approve of what we're driving at and what we're trying to do. So to me, it's it's an honor to be able to hear a fourth step and to do a fourth step. And, you know, I'm admitting to God, to myself, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs, my wrongs. So to me, it means that the person that I'm telling my fifth step to, they're, they're just witnessing me giving it to my higher power, to me. Um, and so it's, it's really important they understand my disease. Um, it's not a good idea. I remember telling a friend of mine about my disease. She didn't understand this disease, and she looked at me like Bambi in headlights. So I need to have somebody who understands my disease, let alone can understand, you know, the things that I've gone through. And that is so important, and always that my higher power is there to listen. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. All right, Becky K., it's your turn. Hi, thank you, Amy. Uh, my name is Becky Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Maryland. And just to piggyback on what so many people have said, you know, this is a, an extremely important step. And I know when I put pen to paper and listed out the exact nature of my wrongs, you know, I, like has been shared before, I needed to share it with somebody who understood, who could keep the confidences. These are things, I had done things that I had never shared with anybody. And it was a big part, an important part of my recovery process. And some of you who may be new on the line, you might be thinking, well, how can I trust anybody? How, how can I really share all this with someone? Well, I wanted to share with you that I've been with the program eight years and the fellowship is just amazingly strong and people who are recovered have pure motives they are loving they're tolerant they follow program principles and they really follow the instructions in this book and I just wanted to point out that those folks including myself when I'm privileged to hear someone else's fifth step I take anonymity extremely um, uh, it's very important to me it, and so, and the reason is because it's in our name. We're Overeaters Anonymous. And so when I work with a sponsor or, or with a sponsee and listen to a fifth step, I need to keep that information true in my heart. And I do not share that with anyone. I, that's, why it's, it, that's why we're anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous. Not only is it in our, our name, but it's one of the important tools, anonymity, that we use. Now, we don't, we don't cloak around anonymity. If, if someone, you know, is, is, um, is, is hurt, you know, we, we look to our fellowship to, to help each other, but we take it very seriously. And so we create this safe space so people can feel comfortable sharing the exact nature of their wrongs. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Becky. Okay, Brittany M. Got a couple minutes for you. Brittany, press star one. Can you hear me, Amy? I can. Sorry about, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I was just sitting minutes. here. Okay, I was sitting here reflecting over my fifth step experiences, and um, I've I've had a few of them, and you know there are some of them where I'm divulging some of the deepest, darkest secrets that I thought no one could relate to, and receiving this blessing of having um, the, those who received it say, "Oh my gosh, you're telling my story. I can relate with you," 
and it was so healing to know that I wasn't alone and um, and that the strengthening of that bond again I mean it was such a godsend the last time that I gave away my fifth step it was a different experience and and um, who I uh, gave it to they couldn't relate necessarily with my experience and there was a lot of listening and I felt very um, uncomfortable and but in the end the the silver lining of that was that it affirmed one of my biggest defects of character is that I need you to tell me I'm okay and um, yeah I look to, to others to affirm my self-worth and I'm just so grateful that this faulty belief that I've lived with for so long um, starting to realize that it does, it's not true it doesn't need to be true today and um, and it never was true and so I've been living a lie and um, I'm grateful to to, yeah, to be able to share my experience today, and thank you, I pass. Great. Thank you so much, Brittany. Uh, Leah and Marsha, I'm sorry I wasn't able to get to you all. Hopefully you can share at the next meeting. We'd love to have you. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared make an awesome meeting. And we're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And if Meg, uh, if you could, Meg F., go ahead and take us out, that would be awesome. Thank you very much. This is Meg F. Recovered in California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you can't transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.